0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast, where we talk about Blizzard Entertainment its many games. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm the host. With me this week is my fantastic co-host, Joe. This week, he's the thing, Perez. How you doing, Joe? You like the rocks? I'm the ever-loving like
2: thing. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Ben okay yeah. Grimm doesn't get best nearly best enough love. Of them.
0: I think he's the best member of the Fantastic Four. I would agree. Uh, although, I like Sue, too. Definitely yeah. the worst member is Reed. <laughs> By far. Reed is the worst member. <laughs> By not far. Even, Reed's got a lot of stuff going for him. He's really smart. He's very effective, but he just is a jerk. He's a colossal jerk. So, uh, But we'll move on before this becomes the Fantastic Four <laughs> podcast. Uh, there's not a ton of top stories going on for Blizzard right now. They just put out some new skins for Overwatch and so forth. One thing that you'll notice if you're watching the stream is that my character is in the Tomb of Sargeras. That's because last week, Blizzard did one thing that I immediately was like, hmm? Uh, They put all Legion raids and dungeons on the legacy loot system. Finally. Yeah. For dungeons, that just means that instead of getting nothing from a boss, you'll get something no matter what. It may not be something you want, but it'll be something. Uh, They still only drop one item. Like If you kill a boss, you'll get one thing. But if you do a raid, like I did on this character, I just killed the first boss of Tumas Sargeras. I got five, I think I've, I've actually gotten seven things. I think it was five. I got five things. Three of which were cloth pants. Because of course they were. Of course they were cloth pants. Of course. But yeah, it, it, this is every raid and dungeon uh, in Legion. As of today, they, they, during the reset today, they activated this. Uh, I think this is a brilliant change. I'm going to let Joe talk about it now.
2: Honestly, it's just something that I've been looking forward to because I like doing transmog runs. I like going back to old content, and there really wasn't an incentive to go back and do the Legion stuff because eh, I, I'm not the biggest fan of personal loot to begin with, and just having it stick around after the expansion was no longer really valid, just made it feel even worse. So this is a fantastic change, and I honestly... I'm probably going to spend a good portion of my evening tonight farming Transmog because my Death
0: Knight needs new clothes. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, One of the things that's great about World of Warcraft is getting to play dress-up on your character. I have fruitfully embraced this. Uh, In real life, I'm a hideous slob whose clothes look terrible. But in-game, I can be a a statuesque warrior who wears great clothes. So I'm going with it. And this is a beautiful change. I think this is brilliant. The echo skins and stuff are nice. Um, there's also some sprays. those are all really cool. Uh, I can't think of anything else really particularly big. Um, everything else that we've mentioned in previous weeks this anything this week you can think of that we haven't covered before in previous shows?
2: No, it's been a pretty slow week uh, which hey, it kind of makes sense. So we all know what's going on.
0: Yeah. Uh, we know one thing I, I will mention really quickly before I move on to some emails and such. We know that they are still working on the alpha for Shadowlands because the guys at Wowhead have another encrypted alpha file. And again, these are encrypted. They don't know what's on this thing. They just know that it exists. It got pushed out. So yeah, there is an encrypted alpha. It's still being worked on. That's not surprising, but but it's worth bringing up. If you're like, what's going on with Shadowlands? Something is going on with Shadowlands. We don't know what. It's Honestly, this is something I've been thinking about for a while. I'm going to bring it up with you, Joe, and see what you think. Do you think this is going to delay Shadowlands?
2: Probably. And I think it would be a smart choice if it did.
0: Yeah, I think so as well. I know people don't like when we get quote-unquote content droughts and we stay in expansion too long, but I think it would be really surprising at this point if it comes out like when it was originally said to come out in summer. I think we're looking at fourth quarter this year.
2: Which, again, um, I, think, I think it's going to be fine if they do. I think it would be the smart choice because, honestly... While people can work from home, it's not quite the same, especially with something like this where you're creating a game or an expansion where it's so collaborative. And yes, there's tools to do it. I know people have been telling me all about all Slack and Zoom and everything else in between. I get it, but it's not quite the same as sitting in a pit and bouncing ideas off each other. It, 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 Yeah, so I'd rather wait a little bit longer and have the quality that I've come to expect. I'll deal with the drought. I'm fine.
0: I don't even think it's that much of a drought. We just got Nihilofa, like, Um, this year. So... I
2: was going to say, speaking of, we have a question from the chat, which we did mention that we were going to try to do more often.
0: Sure, yeah, Uh, absolutely.
2: uh, But along the same lines, this is from Flanageddon, which is, do we
0: think that we are going to have a BlizzCon this year? I am am of the opinion it's too early to say they're going to call it. Um... I think the worst of what's going on is going to be over by summer of this year, one way or the other. But if it pushes out too far past that, like if we're, let's say if if we're in August and we're still looking at people being on quarantine, people being isolated, shelter in place things in August, then there's not going to be a BlizzCon Uh, because you need to be able to plan that thing out and do it you need to be, like have like several months of getting ready to set it up. Here's here's
2: my hot take on it and this is as somebody who is pl- was planning to go to BlizzCon this year, I almost think it might be better if this is a year they skip. And I I say that just because what are they really going to announce? They've announced all the big stuff. They're just going to have maybe playable things, which that's fine and dandy. But they can do other events like they could have an Overwatch 2, you know, you get three hours to play it at home or whatever. And it's like rotating schedule or whatever the case is. Uh, they could do that with Shadowlands. They could do that with Diablo 4. They could do that with Diablo uh, Immortal if they really want to. They could find alternate ways to do that. They could do an entire or, and this is another weird thing, do an entire virtual con. Uh, a lot of places are already starting to talk about doing that. Um,
0: Some places are actually doing virtual cons already, although I've seen it mostly from anime cons. Well, but they definitely have done a few.
2: I was going to say, tabletop wargaming conventions, Adepticon got canceled this year, which is another one that I was planning on going to because it's literally would have been happening last week. Um, but instead of letting it go down, all of the people that were doing classes for painting they did them online all of the uh panels they did them online the only thing that was missing was literally the tabletop tournament games that's it and even then like blood bowl got moved to a, d- a digital format they played it online on steam uh they found other ways around it and it was it was good and it was not not the same but still good so they could do it
0: yeah i think joe's got a point there. Um... This is one of the things I've been struggling with cuz last year I went to BlizzCon, which is the first BlizzCon I ever went to. And I've been, you know, I've been covering this game since 2007. I've been playing it since it came out. I've been playing Blizzard games since Diablo came out on the PS1, the original PlayStation. That's how long I've been playing uh, Blizzard games. And it was a big deal for me. Personally, partially because they did the Diablo 4 announcement. If I'm going to go to a BlizzCon, the Diablo 4 announcement. That was definitely the year. Yeah. <laughs> I got to meet people I've worked with for years, like Dan. Uh, I got to meet Adam. I, mean, I didn't get to meet a lot of people I would have liked to have met, like, for instance, Joe here or Anne or a lot of other people. But I did get to meet some people. Um, I got to meet Mitch, so now I know exactly what I'm going to do. Um <laughs> I didn't throw him in a pool. Everyone was like, you didn't throw him in a pool? What the heck? I'm like, sorry, guys. I just you know had a lot going on. It was a busy, it was a busy con for me, and uh, so I, I get for people that, that go every year. I get how big a deal it is for you, how much, it, how important it can be. But I think, unless this thing is really nailed down by then, unless we've got this thing under control, I don't really see it as a great idea because there's just so many people packed into that place, and there's no, you can't be six feet away from anybody. The two meter, two two meter distance, forget no. it. No,
2: yeah, it's um, not going to happen.
0: The line to get into Diablo for the, the Diablo Four demo was there was a person directly in front of me, a person directly behind me, a person on either side of me, and a person diagonal, and you know, like literally just packed in. And the line was moving like a snake, it was, and it was like enormous. So yeah, there's just no way. There's no way to maintain that kind of distancing at a convention like this. And I just feel like this is not gonna be something that goes away that fast.
2: I agree. So,
0: I think I think maybe at this point Blizzard shouldn't do it, but whether or not they do do it, I don't know yet. I, I don't think we can say for sure. But don't be surprised if it ends up going virtual. I think Joe's are definitely onto something with that idea.
2: So for for those Blizzard folks listening at uh listening at home, you're welcome.
0: <laughs> I'm sure they've already had. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm them. absolutely confident they did uh so i think that's that unless you have anything else you want to add to it no, i don't think so i think pretty much that's it's been a slow week um they you know the the added xp thing is still happening so you know go ahead and play world of warcraft your arts content guys but yeah i think we should move on to do some emails we got some emails we actually got a lot of, of questions from uh discord this week There's at least three of them so yeah thank you guys for that it's very appreciated
2: and uh, make sure you keep sending them in to us. Uh, so if you want to send in your questions, make sure you send them to podcast at blizzardwatch.com or send them in that Patreon Discord channel. Let us know what you want us to talk about. First up, this is from Aiden Lightbringer. Hello, this question is for Blizzard Watch. With the level squish coming in Shadowlands, what do y'all think that does for titles and achievements for things like Herald of the Titans? Uh, not sure if this question was asked before. Love the show.
0: I, I don't well, know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it was astronaut, so we can always talk about it again. Of course. Uh, I'd also like, they're going to point out that in case you couldn't hear it, because Joe said it correctly, uh, he called it Harold of the Titans in his email, and that just tickled me. I yeah, I, 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 right
2: I right. almost said it like that too, but yeah, I thought, yeah, it's all good.
0: But yeah, I, I don't good, know. What do you think? That's a good question, because right now, Harold of the Titans still requires you to be level 80. Uh, and it requires you to not have any gear better above a certain level. I believe it it's gear from you can get you can actually have some gear from Trial of the Crusader as long as it isn't above a certain level. I think that's correct. Uh, it's like so weapons because yeah. the weapons are the weapons that they had in Trial of Crusader. And I think Trial the very, Trial very Crusader,
2: first tier of like armor, yeah. I think.
0: Um, but but yeah, that's so that's what you can get and it's like I think it's 216 for armor and 226 for weapons, but I'm not. I haven't done this in a long, long time. Uh, so yeah, but you 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 have to be geared appropriately, and you have to be exactly level 80. You, you once you're over level 81, you are never going to get it on that character. In order to get Harold, you have to new character, get to level 80, don't have any gear pieces above that item level. That means. No trinkets from the uh, Ice Crown dungeons, for example, because those are sort of above that item level. Uh, things like that. You have to like be pretty ruthless about the stuff you. Have I, think
2: I think it's I think it's I level one hundred now. Actually, with I've, I'll I have to. They, they, yeah, they the pre- squished it. All the previous. Yeah, squished and everything.
0: forget that they squished them. Um, but anyway, so the the item level has to be proper, and it all has to be like from certain sources. I don't know how that's going to work. Um, I assume one of the things they might do, since people have been pointing this out to me for months, not knowing that I know it, one of the things is that they're not going to sc- Stuff won't scale unless you are leveling through it. Uh, mm-hmm. with with the uh, I think it's going to be you go to Chromie, and Chromie puts you in that content, and then it scales. So the stuff won't scale outside of that, which means that you'll still have the raids and dungeons at their appropriate level, although they'll be squished, because leveling will be squished. But in terms of how this is going to work, I don't know. I don't know how you will work. Like because it's not we're not going from level 120 to level 60. We're going from level 120 to level 50. So I don't know what the level is going to be for Wrath of the Lich King content. You know, right now you could theoretically squish everything down to exactly half its current level and it would be round. It would be even like a level 120 character to become a level 60 character. And that would make Wrath of the Lich King stuff a level 40 zone. So Uh, we don't know what it's gonna be, so.
2: Theory, at least a a possible theory on that. With all these zones being scalable, once you make the choice, I could see them shifting the sliders around to you have to choose that content and be level 50 with an appropriate eye level. It it wouldn't be the first time that they've made an adjustment to this, but originally, don't forget Herald of the Titans was supposed to be a max level achievement when Wrath was was there, right? So they could in theory adjust it to account for what they're having now, except instead of level 80, it's level 50, and you lose it as like you lose the ability to go back and do it as soon as you level out of that content. So once you hit max level, go do it. And it would probably be a really cool thing to encourage people to find a group to do it at max level. And we were talking about like, oh, what are we going to do while we're leveling through these zones? We're just going to speed through to get to the new content. This is something that might slow people down a little bit. If you make the raids, you know, like the achievements or, or certain things, I, I don't want to say like, I'm trying to think what the word I'm looking for. Attractive, right? Like you make them enticing to players like, hey, there's a community out there that's been doing these these raids at level when they get to that point and leveling new characters when they get past it. Uh, I remember back in the day when we used to level lock our characters to, you know, do certain levels of content. That was a thing we did. Like, this is would be a cool opportunity to reintroduce a little bit of that classic flavor to the leveling experience for the new revamped game. I'd love to see something like that, personally.
0: I don't know, it makes me think about the fact that we've got Old War and Time Walking. hmm Which means we have a scalable Old War that is currently max level. Uh-huh. Every and time man. Wrath of the Lich King Every time Wrath of the Lich King Time Walking comes up, you can take your group of level one twenty characters through Old and it's a raid that is challenging for you. Although I don't know like what item it's you know, I don't know what it's exactly tailored to. Like I don't know if, if currently uh geared characters can just blow up time walking Old I don't know. I have not done it with them yet. So but that's something to think about is in terms of achievements like Herald of the Titans, if you made it part of the time walking experience you could have a character group of max level characters. They just have to be geared appropriately. That'd be one possibility. I don't, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways they could do it. We don't really know though. This is the problem. We can say stuff like we know that the way scaling is going to work, but we only know what we've been told and what we've been told doesn't cover all cases. It doesn't, it gives you an idea, like the idea that you, this stuff won't scale when you're like, if you don't level through that thing, if it's not, you know, if you're not a level 30 character who chose to level through wrath, then it won't be scaled. It'll still be like whatever the level will end up being. And that's fine. But what does that mean? Is there going to be two versions of these dungeons? Will the raids be included in in the, uh, the scaling version? Will, like, for instance, will Alduar scale up to level 50? Will there be a level 50 version of Alduar? Or will it not? Because people don't raid to level. Like that's you, No one goes into a raid usually to level up. I think the only time people ever did was in Classic, some people went into Molten Court level fifty-five because they had no idea. Like no mm-hmm. one had told us that that wasn't what we were supposed to do. So we did. We did a lot of dumb things. Um, I, I dual wielded his arms for a while because no one had told me that that was silly. Uh, you know, and th- it's just one of those things I've been thinking about a lot. We, th- there's a lot we don't know, and we don't even know if we know it or not. And we're not there for a while. Yeah, that we haven't seen. All we've got is some interviews Blizzard has done, and that's great. I'm not trying to say they shouldn't do interviews. Please do more. Uh, in fact, call me. But in all sincerity, there's a lot we don't know, and we don't even know what we don't know about it. Like, if there's going to be a... Is there going to be scalable loot from, say, a Vanilla WoW that scales up to the new max level, which is going to be level 50 until Shadowlands comes out and takes us up to 60? Will you be able to go back to Molten Core at level 50 with your level 50 raid group and raid molten core and get sulfuros and have it be the best weapon in the game for a month. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like there's, there's a lot of stuff like that. Is there going to be different versions of gear that scale? Like, are you going to have original sulfur at the level it should be at? And by the way, what level is that? That's the other thing. What level are you going to, you're going to be level 50 if you're max level right now but what if you're level 70 right now, it's not going to just squirt you down to half of your level because that's not how this is going to work. They're combining to 120 levels down into 50 levels. There's going to be some wonkiness here and we don't know how they're going to resolve it. They haven't told us and they probably, they're probably working on it right now. Hence those alphas they keep putting out. There's a lot of stuff to this that we don't know. A lot of stuff that we have right now is going to change right now on my level 23 character. I can transmog up to level like I can wear any gear up to level 60 gear, because I get it. It's in the it's in the version of World of Warcraft that I got. They break up Transmog into one to 60, then 70 to like 70 to like I think it's like 60 to 80, yeah, that, which is the BC and Wrath gear. Then anything from Cataclysm and Mr. Pandaria is another tier. You as soon as you hit that level, you can wear any of that, because it's all scalable. And so you can go and do Cataclysm or you can immediately go to the Pandaria so you can get the appearance immediately. Um, is that going to be the case going forward and how will it work? Will you know, will the second you decide I'm going to level in this zone and go from what, like 10 to 50 in this, in this expansion, will you unlock all those transmog appearances? Like there's, there's a lot to this. We don't know yet. That's all yeah, I'm saying. We,
2: really. we have a lot to learn before we, we get really anywhere with it. So
0: Hopefully to get back, get back to your question really fast before Joe moves on. Uh, I hope they keep Herald the Titans in. I hope it's something yes. you can still earn, one way or another. Even if you have to stop at say level forty, maybe that's the level. I don't know, but let's let's just use forty as an example right now. Even if they say it's, you have to stop at level forty and get gear from those dungeons and raids in order to do it, I hope they keep it in. That's my my hope.
2: Same here. I want to see those things stick around. We'll find out hopefully soon. It would be nice if. Maybe during this time that they maybe drop some information on us. It'd be nice. Uh, This one comes from Mirtini. Question for the Blizzard Watch podcast. Hearing you talk about Nazoth vision being in your imagination rather than being real places got me thinking specifically about who in the vision helps you and who is hostile. For example, Magister Umbric has spent the entire expansion selflessly helping us and trying to gain our trust. Yet in the vision, we imagine him as hostile. So I guess that means he hasn't gained it? Question We apparently expect Valyra and Zakan to help us, but worry that Shaw doesn't have our back. I've not trusted Thrall since he put Garrosh in charge back in Kata, and indeed, I see him betray us in the visions. I appreciate that this is uh, fast going into headcanon, but you know what? That's fine. I'd love to hear what your headcanon is here. Uh, so yeah, there you go. You want to talk first or you want me to? Uh, I'll let you go. Go for it. Go for it. I need to, I need okay. to formulate.
0: The fact that we see when we go into Nyalatha the first thing we see is a hostile Rathian. And yet Ratheon immediately comes in and remarks, you know, he's trying to turn, he's trying to turn us against each other. It's not necessarily which ones you do or don't trust. It's which ones you can be made to doubt. Mm-hmm. And you see that with, um, Alaria in the vision in Stormwind. We have lots of reasons to expect Illyria to go to the wrong side when the old gods are attacking. And, you also see it in the cinematic that they gave us where Anduin punches Rathian right in the face, which is an extremely un-Anduin thing to do. I'm not saying that Rathian didn't have it coming because let's face it, who boy did Rathion have it coming, but that's not the point. The point is that, Rath- that Anduin generally does not smack people in the face. And it's, again, it's not about who you necessarily do or don't trust as much as it's about who you can be made to not trust. Who can i get you to doubt? Who can i get you to question? Because that's the thing that's the real game here. Zoth is trying to change your perspective on everything. By the end of the of Nyalotha, when you're confronting Zoth, he is trying to tell, sell you on the idea that he is the way forward. He is the one who can save Azeroth and everything on it from what's coming. Now, if you know the old gods you know that their idea of saving the world informs you know includes some really not great things that would be done to it but that's what he's trying to do and he's trying to move you along step by step treating you as the champion you know he's he, this the whole idea that you know i've chosen you you're, you know, you're going to be great you're going to be the the one who helps me you know bring about this new world and there, there's a real full-court press on it. He does it in multiple ways. He's Nazoth is the one who's trying to seduce you. His other old gods don't go for that. They might try to drive you mad, and you know, turn you into a gibbering lunatic. Nizoth wants you to willingly join him, and that's an interesting change. And it's an interesting approach to the the problem of humans and and other you know mortals. It's an interesting way to go about it. And I definitely think you've got something in terms of yes, it's people you don't entirely trust because those are the ones that are more likely to be able to turn you against like, and to a certain degree, it's also the ones that it makes sense. Like oddly enough, Nazoth is going for plausible for plausibility here, which is weird for an old God, you know, <laughs> madness and all that, but, but he is, that's what Nazoth's approach is. What will you believe? What can I make you believe? What can I more, what can I more easily sell you? What can I get you to buy into? What can I get you to accept? And wow, the linguistic analysis person in me right now is really looking at all these like commerce terms I'm using. Sell, buy, all that because it is transactional. Mm -hmm. That's what, that's the whole thing about the, the bit where he gives you his gift in the first place is this is all transactional. It's quid pro quo. It's like, do this for me and I will do this for you. This in this case being I will save the world. I'll make it better. I'll protect it from what's coming. So there's there's a lot going on there. I definitely think that there's a level of what can I what can I convince you of? What can what is the most easy the path of least resistance for you to believe what I'm telling you is definitely a part of the both the visions and the raid itself. That's why it's Ratheon up front because nobody trusts Young. <laughs> you know, nobody nobody in their right mind is 100% behind that guy cuz that guy you know he'll sell you out if it'll serves his purpose. It, so, I
2: think the other thing too is that it follows a pattern of recent events that as a player character you've gone through at least in some capacity, right? How many folks have you trusted I- implicitly uh supported what like thought they had your back, thought that they had your best interest at heart, only to be, you know, found out later that they didn't or that they were basically going to sell you out or murder you. Uh, this is sort of a tone that was set at the very, very beginning of the expansion too with Sylvanas. And this is before the tree, before everything else. Look at what happened with her own people. Look at what happened with that meeting. Like, and that's something that, folks were privy to. And if the Alliance saw it, obviously the horde knows it happened because spies are going to spy. So that's somebody who everything she's put out there is I'm going to protect my people. I love my people. I'm going to make sure everybody's okay. And then not, I'm going to sacrifice them. I'm going to murder them. It was a huge betrayal. Um, I can't think of the priest's name, but, um, the priest in dragon soul, and we fight him in the dungeon. Oh, Benedictus. Benedictus. Thank you. Archbishop Benedictus. He's supposed to be this champion of the light. He's supposed to be this one that has all of our best interests in, at heart and is going to shepherd the masses. And he's an old god servant because that's a thing that happens uh, throughout Battle for Azeroth. That's a thing that's been a theme is sort of this betrayal, these betrayals, these betrayals all the way through. So we've been living in this world where everybody we think we can trust, at least you know in some capacity, is not trustworthy. It's this erosion of that, and that's how Nazoth is able to sort of worm his way in and start sowing those seeds of doubt and discord. Right? Like it—it's not because you expect it; it's because it's plausible. It's something that. Could happen. It's one of the paths that could be walked down, and that makes all the difference.
0: You gotta remember too: the old gods are all about that thousand truths mm-hmm. thing. It's not just if they can get you to believe it. If it could even remotely be happening, in some version, it did. You know, if you go back to the very roots of the Warcraft setting, I mean, if you go back to Warcraft three, you know, Arthas starts off as the champion of the humans. When you start playing that game, you're playing as a human. Arthas is your champion. He's your big guy. He's your hero. He's the narrative. The narrative is based on his perspective. Yep. You're seeing it from his perspective. And, and then, then the Undead campaign starts and you're still playing Arthas, but he isn't the same guy anymore, is he? And that's the kind of thing. That's that's a big part of the setting is the idea that people that you should be able to trust, you can't always. And, I mean, you know, they'll betray you or things will happen. So, yeah.
2: I mean, let's... I think I was going to say, there's also that whole Sargeras thing that happened. I mean, look look at that Legion. That wasn't exactly yeah. planned and, and saw anything somebody saw coming.
0: <laughs> there's, there's a lot of that in World of Warcraft already. So yeah, I definitely think it is a question. It is not a question of necessarily whether or not your character trusts them. You can make your own decisions about what your character does and doesn't feel. They're your character. Um, but there's a lot of reasons to doubt anybody. Especially like you know, it's very hard to not consider that Alaria or Umbric might betray you to the old gods when they're both like, you know, channeling shadow like it's going oh, Yeah. Yep. You know, there's a lot of reason to be like, eh, I don't know about those guys. So, part, yeah,
2: I was gonna say, part of that plays on the meta knowledge, too, of the players. Right. Because we've read the comics, we've seen the experiences. And even when, like, going back to Legion and the whole Alaria thing where she finds Locust Walker uh, and goes through that whole thing. There is these moments where she's all almost lost in sort of the sea of of chaos that is the void. So her going over that you know that bridge and and you know burning it behind her, not too far fetched.
0: Yeah, I would agree.
2: All right, our next one comes from Six K. Question for the podcast: Okay, so humans and elves can have babies. Does that mean vrykul and trolls can too? Now take that halfling and kill it, raise it from the dead, but make it a paladin, and eventually one of the Lightborn. Now put a soul of a goblin in it, but replace a bunch of its body with spare parts from Michigon. Uh Then it reaches exalted with the Defias Brotherhood and the Iron Horde, and lastly it was raised by a Tuscar that thinks it's an Erekoa that was banished from the Consortium. What faction is it? <laughs>
0: I included this one just so <laughs> Joe would have to read that out loud. Six <laughs> K man, you come up with some weird
2: stuff. I appreciate it.
0: Like I'm, I'm not going to actually try and sit down and and work this out logically, um, but I will say we don't see a lot of that kind of thing in WoW, and it's interesting to me that we don't see hybridization happen. Like we know of a few half elf children. They're they're all NPCs. They're extremely rare. It's not like in D&D where the half-elf is like a like a playable option and there's like a couple thousand of them out there or whatever. There's not a lot of half-elves in WoW. I think there's there's like five we know of. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is actually a dragon, just kind of looks like a half-elf. He's just chosen that form. But there's Illyria's uh, son, Arator, and Varysa's two sons, uh, the twins, Whose names I can never remember because they both start with a G, and that's basically it that I can think of in game. I can't think of any others. And you'll note that all the half elves in the game currently are half high elves. Yes. Which is like not you know they're not even half blood elves. They all predate the blood elf you know separation. They they don't and they're all from when the Windrunner family, which is like one of the few elf families that seems to like humans enough to have children with them. And, and that's a thing to think about Like every single wing runner woman hooked up with a human, like all three of them dead. Yep. So yeah. I mean, granted one of them was dead, you know, for most of their relationship, but nevertheless, uh, it is one of those things that does not happen a ton. Could Vrykul and trolls interbreed. I mean, we're starting to get the sense that trolls are, are Titan forged based on the fact that there's, Titan Forge constructs in various places in Xandalar yep. that are like trolls. In much of the, way, the way that the Noroshen was a Mogu-style for, you know, Titan Forge construct, so it's at least lo- possible that trolls are Titan forged. Initially, mm-hmm. I I don't know. Like I, I definitely think it would have to be Curse of Fleshed ones, but it's not something that there's there's nothing in the game for any of that that you just said like the entire thing. Uh, the idea of ripping souls out and putting new souls in, usually that makes them undead. And once they're undead, you can't change them any further. Like, you Except can't...
2: Battle for Azeroth has established that you can.
0: Mm, which ones?
2: I mean, they're sort of opening that door with uh, Kalia.
0: The thing is, Kalia was just dead, and they turned her into a light-born thing, and as they brought her into undeath. They haven't like then made her like get cybernetic parts. <laughs> you see what I'm saying with this? Oh God! This whole thing. I I need a moment here. If I, you want to go, an, go ahead. I have I'm, an I'm answer. I'm still thinking about that.
2: Their faction, their factions called medan because it is just a weird combination of things that should not exist, and if it did exist at some point, they would just get retconned out of existence. Because the, medan. the medans the medans Yep. It, it, it's it, but it is an interesting thing to, to, to sort of think about of what other what other half breeds or hybrids or
0: oh inter- forgot go ahead mocknathal
2: half ogre half orc Rexar yep
0: yeah I mean and we know that the mocknathal they seem to breed true to a degree that they're a Mach-Nathal, like Rexar's dad who've just knockednathal they've been mocknathal forever so it's not necessarily a question of you know what ogre did you hook up with it's it's bred true. The Machnathal are the Machnathal. So that's interesting to think about. Because you kind of, all that stuff from, from Draenor kind of counts as Titan because it was created by a Titan. It's not the same thing, but it's kind of cousinly to it. It's... That's the thing. We don't know anymore. We know that Corona that exists, and she seems to be half Orc, half Draenei. Yes. And Draenei come from another planet entirely. Although now that we've been to that planet that they're from and we've seen Antorus and the other Titan facilities, we have to start wondering if Trani are some kind of Titan forged.
2: I would, uh, I would not be surprised with it. That's the sort of the thing that I was kind of thinking about is if there could be this intermingling of all of these species, because I, I I'm not going to say it's not possible. We don't know, but it is something fun to think about. Imagine, you know, there was a whole thing, right, in Legion, in High Mountain, where they had that quest where that High Mountain Torn and that human spent a very, very steamy night together. What would be the resultant from that? Like, it, I, I would like to see that more. And this takes me back to what we talked about with what happens on the rest of Azeroth. When you look at Azeroth, even in the vision with, uh, with Rathion, with it swirling in the background, I have noticed that they slowed that down, by the way. Um, uh, in one of the recent patches, they slowed that from twirling. I'm not sure if there's a reason for it, uh, but it almost barely spins now during the encounter. Just throwing that out there. Uh, but if there are other landmasses and other civilizations, what happens if you find another continent where trolls and dwarves got along? They didn't hate each other. And maybe, you know, a couple of them fell in love and had a kid. Like, I would like to see something like that because it adds sort of almost a realism or sort of immersion to the game world. Uh, And I know that sounds really goofy in an MMO, but it's something that I would like to see because it makes the world feel bigger to me. So my two cents. Give me more. Give me more hybrids, please.
0: Yeah, I don't think I... I don't feel strongly about it one way or the other. I just think it's interesting to know what they have and haven't done in their fantasy setting compared to other fantasy settings I'm used to. So. All right. Uh,
2: Our next one comes from Lelelwin. I'm sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly. Uh, Question for the regular podcast. Becoming a parent has dramatically lowered my available playtime and I find myself wishing I could get some game chores done on my phone while in the bathroom laughing, when it comes to WoW. Uh, which parts of it would you make available on mobile platforms, and what penalty, if any, would you use, countering the travel time we would have to endure in the normal game? My ideas. World quest mini games like the Ley Lines and Runes of Najatar and the Tortolan ones. Pep Battle World Quest. Pep Battle Dungeons. Uh, changing Transmog plus Trial of Style. Fishing. Auction House. Managing the farm in Pandaria, the Garrison, the Class Hall, and the Mission Tables. Keep up the gr- great works. Best regards from Lay. See that's I, I can pronounce that. Uh, I don't know what would you what would you kick over to mobile if you could.
0: Um, the thing is, I'm thinking about this in terms of like we have games like Pokemon Go out there now, mm-hmm. and we know Blizzard is working on some mobile games. It's something that they've talked about wanting to do for a while. I think you can move the entire pet battle system to a mobile game. You could absolutely just move and you, I'm not saying move it, like take it out of WoW. I'm saying you could have it be something where you can access it in game and do it the way that you do it normally. Or you could go into this like Azeroth go type situation where Azeroth is mapped out to the area you're in. And as you go for walks and do stuff, you could run into a new, you know, pet battle and do it there. Uh, I definitely think there's, there's a way that that could happen. Um, Auction house. We know that they used to be able to do auction house stuff all the time.
2: We did. I actually paid yeah. the three dollars a month for that.
0: Yeah, and that's something that I don't understand why it hasn't come back. Um, now that they've revamped the auction house, it would be really nice if they brought that functionality back for people who, for whom the the auction house is effectively a game of its own. I mean, um, you, you'd still have to collect stuff in game. You'd still have to like, get the you know if you want to put something on the AH, you'd need to still play WoW to do that. But I don't see any reason why people can't manage their auctions from the game i mean from from an app absolutely you could world quests uh, i honestly feel like world quests are at the point now where they need a rethink and not that i don't like them i do like them i'm one of the few people who really does like world quests and and want them to, to continue forward but they definitely need some changes to make them more useful and to feel you always hit that point in the expansion where the world quest rewards are useless yeah and i'd like it if world quests found a way to not do that but i definitely don't want them to become something that you do on an app i feel like that's functionality that should be in the game that should be part of world of warcraft so Um, i'm trying to think of like other stuff uh honestly um i i'm not really big on a lot of sites like transmog for me is only fun because i can see it on my character uh it So, doing Transmog out of the game, I'm not really sure. Like, you can't go Transmog farming out of the game. That doesn't make sense. I'm not sure what you would do other than go look at what your Transmog is and possibly make, go through your Transmog collections and make new sets that you would like to try out on your character and save them. And so you'd have them, you know, there. And you can maybe, if you could import those to your profile, that could be one thing you could kind of do. But it's, I'm not really feeling it. What do you think, Joe?
2: So, I have an idea. And it's a weird one, but I want you to kind of hang out with me here and kind of go through it. Way back when we had the the mobile auction house, it originally was free. Then it cost $3 a month, and then it went away. The $3 a month wasn't a bad idea. It was a little expensive at the time, considering you were already paying $15 a month to play the game. This is all U.S. dollars, by the way. Now, what if we go back to another topic that we had, I think, three weeks ago at this point, where we talked about cloud gaming? Blizzard right now is very, very adverse to cloud gaming. But what if they weren't? What if they partnered with somebody like Shadow US or one of the other data center distributors out there to allow access to the game from dedicated sites? Right. So you could be on your phone and maybe you could have a different level of access if you just wanted to play the auction house. Dollar extra a month, two dollars extra a month, whatever. If you wanted to play nothing but pet battles, battling opponents or doing a Pokemon Go style game where you wander around Azeroth randomly and encounter creatures and catch them, a couple bucks a month. If you wanted to access the full gamut of the game, X dollars extra a month, it becomes an option that then feeds their their love of of making sure that it's a business model that stays alive but also allows you as a player to have those moments. Because I personally would love to be able to take out my phone, log in, and go to the auction house, or log in and change my transmog, or even log in and do some crafting. Like, do some jewel crafting, or do some potion making, something along those lines, when I have some free time or downtime to kill. I don't play other mobile games, really, but if I had the option to do that with WoW, I would absolutely love it. And then you as the player could decide what level of commitment you wanted to get into for it. Whether it was something, like you said, fishing, auction house, crafting, whatever, or if you wanted the full access from the game, I think something like that would be brilliant. And I think something like that would give players other options, especially when, like, you know, Lace talking about here, they don't have a whole lot of time. They have, you know, 10 minutes here, 15 minutes here, 20 minutes here. Because right now, the biggest problem at that point, if you love WoW, is access. You have to have a gaming laptop because WoW is not the, the game that can run on a potato anymore. It, it just isn't. hasn't been in a while. Uh, y- you have to have uh, access to a computer. You have to have access to a decent internet connection. Uh, or you have to use your data uh, it, like connection at a high rate of usage compared to just logging into a third-party application and having it do the connection for you. I think there's an opportunity here for them to revisit that and make something like this, that makes the entire game or just the parts you want accessible. And I think that would do nothing but improve the player engagement, especially since they want people to play their games. They want people to spend time in Azeroth. They want people to be engaged in doing these things. Give them ways to do it in smaller bits and and pieces. We talked about it earlier about uh, on the pre-show Uh, With the Marvel, with the the Marvel RPG, where it was a good pick up and go game. It wasn't something that needed to have a massive amount of preparation. Well, if you take some of those elements and give it to WoW, I bet you those players will spend a whole lot more time in game because one of the complaints I hear from a lot of people is how long things take. And this was sort of driven home to me when I was doing uh, the basically the intro quest once my 120 Death Knight was boosted. And it took forever. It felt like forever to get to where I could just start doing things. And this included all the intro stuff, getting all the next stuff, and everything else. And I just looked at that time. It was like five hours at 120 just to get to the point where I could play the game the way I wanted to play the game. Well, if you took that barrier away and like this, so the access to the game and, and just made it accessible, let people play those things, let people be, you know, w- Pet Battle Go or whatever the case is, I think people would absolutely love it. And I think they would play the game. And I'm wondering how many people would come back to the game if they had an option like that. You know, their kid's taking a nap for a half hour. They can play a half hour or, you know, their kid's at a a, a gym session. Like my, my sister takes my niece to Kitty Jamboree. Well, before everything happened, but like that was like a half hour, 45 minutes of the baby running around with, you know, instructors and my sister sitting there. How many parents do that? Like, I think it would be cool or, or waiting for your car to be repaired and being able to pop into Azeroth. That's what I want.
0: This is, this is all stuff. That sounds great. I would never in a million years do. (laughs) And like straight up, I don't want any more reason to have my phone be involved in my life. My phone is too involved in my life. I I have a, a tablet that I do most of my reading on and I do Duolingo on it, and its I already feel like the tablet is practically attached to me, and I have to carry it everywhere. I do not want to play World of Warcraft on it. Sure. I want WoW to be limited to my computer, but that doesn't mean everybody wants that, and that's that's why I think it's an interesting idea. It's certainly not one that would be universally popular, but it doesn't have to be universally popular. It's something that would be popular for some people a good deal for the reasons Joe just said, so it's definitely worth thinking about. Blizzard,
2: it, come on. It's just, it's just about giving players choices. The more choices you give your players, I think, ha- like, you're never going to please everybody, but you can make some people happy, and you can make more people happy by giving more options, at least in my in my humble opinion. But I think those are all the questions we have. Uh, wow. <laughs> Did I think exp- there was one more. No, that's it. That's all of them.
0: Oh that's that's interesting i did not think so that's <laughs> my bad I, th- I think there was one that i was going to include but i didn't that's my bad there sorry guys since we're a little early uh because stuff has been the way it has been i'm gonna like since joe can see the chat if you've got a question right now guys throw it out there see if joe can pick it up try to you know be, be tolerant to joe and not like you know spam him but you know if you've got something you want us to talk about go for it now's your time got 10 minutes
2: and just so I don't have to edit out a whole bunch of dead space. So you, I understand, like with your love of your individual characters, what here, here's a question for you. What would they have to do to make you play your most hated class? What me? do you? Yeah. So, like, I can't mm-hmm. stand playing like mages past level 30.
0: So they got like, me to play a paladin. So what, what class I'm Actually, enjoying the Paladin, and that was, if you'd asked me last year, that would have been my most hated class, absolutely. And I still don't think Paladin should have been in the game the way they are. Like, they they really should have... I don't think there should be any three-role hybrids in World of Warcraft, much less four-role hybrids.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think any class should be able to do everything. And that's... The, this ship is not just sailed. That ship is, like, literally sailed, crashed into a reef burned fallen over risen from the waters it's got undead on it now it's flown up in the sky it's shooting us with arcane cannons the ship is well and truly past the point of this happening but i've never liked it i especially don't like it for paladins and druids um and monks those are the three that really do it uh shaman came close to doing it but then they they ended up not letting shaman tank after all so shaman are basically a 2 role hybrid
2: well they didn't take they didn't take tanking away from me until Wrath, thank you very much.
0: Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> they they didn't really make it part of the class kit. Players are just clever and have worked out ways to do it. For that mm. matter, they didn't take tanking away from Warlocks until Wrath, if you want to be technical.
2: Yeah, it's true. Uh,
0: but, I don't know. I think it would have to be a mage, and nothing can make me play them. Nothing. Because I've tried, and I've tried, and I've tried... I can't get a mage past level 10. I can't even get to the point where you start, like, I'm an arcane mage, I'm a frost mage. Uh, no, I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> I tried. One, I have one mage at 14, and that took Herculean effort on my part. And I leveled them to 14, I think, back in Wrath.
2: Yeah, I managed to get my mage to 30, and I was like, wow, this this felt
0: like 8 million years. Uh... Yeah, I just I can't. I'm sorry. There's nothing they could do. Uh, maybe they could put in a melee spec for mages. I don't know how that would work. I was just but... going to
2: say, if mages had the ability to become spell breakers at some point, that would be the one thing I think that would make me want to play them. Yeah.
0: I, I just, there's certain things I want in world of Warcraft. And the problem with world of Warcraft is you tell them you want something and it's like a monkey's paw situation. Sometimes like yeah. I wanted to tank with a two handed weapon, like while my warrior. And they heard me say that, and then they gave us Death Knights tanking, which we had weapons. I was like, but that's not what I wanted. I wanted it on this character that I've been playing this whole time. And then they just laughed and laughed at me for a very long time. Now um, we, so yeah, we your we question. Have, we do have a
2: question from the chat, and I, I think this is a really great one. Uh, this is from Padilla. Uh, Today I found a couple added to the docks in the Stormwind that is headed to Northrend for a honeymoon. What's the coolest random thing in game that does absolutely nothing? What do you think? What, what, what is something you notice in the game that's just a cool flavor flavor thing, but does just actually does nothing?
0: Um, I mean, there's, there's ones like, uh, there's the, the, the paladin that's based on Terran Gregory that wanders around Stormwind Cathedral. He's pretty cool. Uh, first time I noticed him, I was like, oh, hey, cool. Uh, I think it's like Terran Justice or something. I, I forget his name. There's various memorials to people. I'm yeah. going to go back to original WoW now. And this was when the first time I played Horde back in, like, I want to say 2005. My my first, my wife and I both started Horde characters to play with some real-life friends. This was before we realized we just didn't work as Horde people. Um, she had a Tauren hunter and I had a Tauren warrior because, of course, we did. And we were running around in the barrens and we came upon this weird, like, top of a mountain thing. It was like this, this weird altar. And we were, like, looking at it, like, what is this? And later on, uh, I got killed doing something, so I ended up running by it. And in the spirit world, when you're dead, there's a spirit healer-type yep. figure standing there, and I had no idea what this was. And it turns out it's the memorial to one of a, t- a couple of twins who both worked on the original World of Warcraft, and I believe one of them still works at Blizzard. Uh, if you've ever seen the cosplay stuff they do from time to time, he used to do cosplays as Khal Drogo because the dude is freaking jacked mm-hmm. he's huge uh, i want to say his name is renee coulter but i don't I'm, i might be misremembering uh, but him and his twin brother both worked on world of warcraft and his brother died um, he passed away during the, the making of world of warcraft so they put a memorial in for it uh, and that i just remember that that thinking that's really cool and the only other one that comes to mind is if you go to i want to say the badlands there's did you ever see the original Conan movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, of course. Part where he falls in and there's that skeleton with a sword and he takes the sword? Yes. That's in the Badlands. It they is. they yep. need a tomb and they've yep. got a skeleton sitting on a chair with with the sword. That that scene, they have it there. I remember finding that and thinking, that's really cool. So these are all from classic. I haven't noticed anything really big, like anything really new that's, that's caught me like that. Because oddly enough, they do so much of it now that it's kind of hard to notice
2: because people walking everywhere around.
0: Yeah. yeah. they have people walking around, having conversations, doing weird stuff. So it's very cool that they do that, but it doesn't stick in the mind as much anymore.
2: Yeah. I was going to say mine, mine are some old ones too. Um, one is actually the first video I ever did for the website, uh, which was the critter plateau back in the day. Where... Oh,
0: right, right. Okay. I remember that.
2: So for, for any of you that don't know, I think it was, um, Mulgore, uh, I forgot which border it was, but there's this huge mountain border, and there's a flat plain in this one section. And every day, at a very specific time, and I don't know if it still does it, I haven't gone there in, in years, um, but at a specific time, there was just a random battle between all of the critters. They would get super enlarged, turn red like orcs that had been drinking the rage juice put on helmets and just destroy each other. And it would last for five minutes and then it would go away. And I remember stumbling upon that and just having no goodly idea what the heck was going on. And it was just one of those moments. Like nobody talked, like we talked about it and like it made its rounds around the internet later. But when I found it, nobody had known it existed. And then the next thing I know, and this is back when I was on the Zulgin server, like, People would stop raiding during the time when it would happen and go fly over there to go see it. Um, So that was a fantastic one. Uh, The Devil Kids of Goldshire, I I, I remember the first time seeing those. I was just like, what are you guys doing? Oh, you look like you're about to murder a child in a ritual circle. This is weird. And then just like nothing happens from it until you go into the vision of Stormwind and then it basically, you know, self-fulfilling prophecy, yada, yada. Uh, but it was just one of those cool moments where like in Vanilla Wild, it's like, what does this mean? The answer is nothing. Uh and then the last one that really sticks in my brain, the singing fairy dragons of Trisfal Glades.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. And remember and getting really into those too, yeah.
2: Like it was one of those things, like it it it's basically a fairy ring, uh, which, you know, is supposed to be a portal between the material plane and the Fey Wilds, essentially. Uh, which is definitely another nod to, to D&D, but it didn't do anything. And it was all these woodland creatures and fairy dragons would come up and the fairy dragons would sing and have this like weird circle with all the lights and stuff. And I don't know if it's still there. I, I don't think it's still it is there anymore.
0: because they, they put the uh, arms warrior and shadow priest. And I think one of the paladin specs have their artifact quest there. Ah, there uh, It's go. right next. It's right next to that lake that the tomb of tears under. And so, if if, if you going if you're going over there to, anyway to do those various quests, you will see the fairy dragon ring. It's like right there. It's like about. It's like you. It's within eyesight of it. You fly over it.
2: Yeah, it's. it's so. I think it's called the Whispering Forest, if I'm remembering it right. But Something. that that always stuck with me because it was just one of those things. It's like back during those times when they would put stuff in game just for the sake of doing it, and they were so far and few between, like Matt saying those really stuck with me. And now it's just like on the nose or in your face, but I like those little hidden things. So I want more random hidden things instead of, you know, not that I don't appreciate Bill and Ted, but you know, those are a little kind of in your face. Do you mean Azric and Jadar? Uh, there is literally a Bill and Ted. I can't remember oh. what their actual names are, but they're in Legion. Um, okay.
0: Yeah, that's not surprising. And like when you I will do all their quests, thing, it's
2: literally Wild Stallions World Tour.
0: <laughs> I, will, I will say, though, one of the things they did in Legion that I really liked was putting in random stuff for the various artifacts that yes. only triggered when you walked by with the artifact on.
2: Yes. Yeah, you know what? I did appreciate cool. that. I remember that with uh, the Resto artifact.
0: So one I remember it for is Stromkar. Uh, Stromkar mm-hmm. 1 only triggers when you go to... Uh, there's two or three different places. One of them is Zulamon, and the other is Throne of Thunder. You walk into Throne of Thunder with, with, with Stromcar on your back and you don't have to fight any of the trolls. They will run away from you screaming because Stromcar is there and Stromcar is the death of trolls. Like literally just they, as they get within like five feet of your character, they just turn and run away. And they'll come back. You do this, you you'll end up aggroing every single troll because these running, screaming guys will run into them. They'll be like, "Ah, run over!" and then they'll get within five feet of you, and run away. So you could actually just walk to the very first boss, and he'll fight you. He doesn't; he's immune to it. But everybody, you can literally just train every troll in that place to that first boss. Kill him, and they'll they'll still be running up to kill you and then running away in terror. The ranged people will be throwing stuff at you from range, but if they get within five feet of you, they, too, will run away in terror. It's one of the f- most hilarious things I've ever seen.
2: I still remember going back into Serpent Shrine Cavern with the Rusto artifact and uh having uh Lady Vash comment on it because she recognizes it because it is literally the scepter of Queen Azara. Like, little cool things like that, I agree. Those were super awesome.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that that I liked, but... It is something that they they could bring back. They could do more stuff that just doesn't have any real explanation and you have no idea why it's there.
2: Yeah, I like like the air of mystery, and I think that's really what I miss. I think I I would like to see them introduce things just for the sake of introducing them, no explanations, and just have it be there.
0: But I think at that point, we're pretty much done. That takes up all our time, so thank you for that question, by the way. Who asked it? Padilla. Thank you, Padilla. Um, And uh, it's pretty much it, so... I guess at this point I'm going to turn back over to Joe so he can do our outro. (laughs) Well, blizzard watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreoncom
2: slash blizzard watch. Your continued support means this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue and an ads free site experience.
0: Okay. Uh, Again, guys, if you have an email or a question for the show, uh, this week, for instance, pretty much everything except one was from uh, our Discord server. So if you want to use our Discord server, just go to the Patreon Q and podcast questions channel and make sure you tell us it's for the podcast, which you all did. So, you know, you did great this week. Thank you very much. If you'd rather use the email, you can email us at podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line podcast or Blizzard Watch, so we know it's for this show. Uh, and again, we're trying to, to use more questions from the chat. So if you do come and you have a question... We're probably going to start trying to do, do them like after we do the the question section because we're, we're we're heading in at about every t- a ten minute break every time. So, if you've got questions, we're probably going to ask you for them. Feel free to ask them at that time. That's that's really helpful for us, especially as things are in a really uncertain place in terms of news. Some weeks we might have no news. Some weeks we might have tons of news. We have no idea. So, yeah, thank you guys very much for being here. This has been the Blizzard Watch podcast, and we'll be here next week.